This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Derby delight for Liverpool as the Reds inflict Everton's worst defeat in a Merseyside derby at Goodison Park for 39 years. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast with me, your host, Patrick Smith, as we bask in the glory of a dominant 4-1 Liverpool win over their neighbours. On an expectedly fiery occasion, Jurgen Klopp's side bursted into a 2-0 lead with goals from skipper Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah before the hosts somehow clawed themselves back into the contest just before half-time. In the second half, it was more of the same, with a runaway finish from Mohamed Salah and a stunner from Diogo Jota ensuring the scoreline reflected the performance. Join us to hear the reaction of Jurgen Klopp in his press conference, Liverpool legend and now Everton boss Rafa Benitez, the thoughts of the fans at Goodison Park, but as per usual, we begin with Paul Gorst's verdict. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. 239th Merseyside derby by the way of Liverpool after they comfortably beat Everton at Goodison Park 4-1 to record their first win here for five years. Uh, it was a game that uh, many anticipated uh, to be uh, a comfortable Liverpool win. Uh, many of the neutrals uh, after Everton failing to win since uh, late September and Liverpool on an absolutely thrilling run since the resumption of uh, football on the other side of the international break. It's now... Um, 12 goals scored in the last three Premier League games. Um, Liverpool scored four against Arsenal, four against Southampton and another four here as they ran riot, uh, particularly in the second half. But um, two goals from Mohamed Salah, uh, either side of those were uh, a lovely strike from Jordan Henderson and a, a quite brilliant strike from Diogo Jota to really um, put um, the dampener on things here at Goodison Park. It was always likely to be quite... Um, well, uh, Everton fans have not been too happy of late, as I say, not one since the end of September and uh, the mood was really uh, quite low here, um, especially when Liverpool took an early lead through Henderson and then uh, another one from Salah, his um, first of the game was his 18th of the season. Um, he's chasing out that 20-goal tally now, isn't he? And then he'll be looking upwards of 30 and then even pushing on beyond that. But um, for now, it was uh, an 18th goal after Henderson laid him through. It was a superb through ball from the captain who really was the man of the match this evening um, he covered every play of the grass and almost played as a, a right winger as well as a central midfielder um, but uh, Liverpool allowed Everton back into it Damari Gray made a 2-1 um, Liverpool went into half time with a 2-1 lead and Everton's blood was up and the fans were really onside uh, but that um, was extinguished in the second half Liverpool slowly but surely um, turned the screws and uh, Salah pounced on a mistake from Seamus Coleman ran pretty much the length of the field behind me here, took the pass Jordan Pickford and then you never really felt that Everton uh, had enough to get back into the game and so it turned to be with uh, Jota making a 4-1 late on and Liverpool once again putting their stamp of authority on the game. Um, so as you say, it's Liverpool's um, first win here since um, 2016, since that Sadio Mane Ascash winner and we had the uh, pretty bizarre prospect of the 3,000 Liverpool fans behind me singing about Rafa Benitez or singing for him, um, surely a first in the Merseyside derby but um, what isn't a first is a convincing win. Um, maybe here it is, it's um, Everton's worst derby defeat at Gunnison Park since the 80s but uh, Liverpool just go from strength to strength at the moment, they're scoring goals for fun and uh, Everton never really looked like they were going to keep them out after Liverpool flew out the trap. So it's finished here, uh, Everton 1, Liverpool 4. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Thank you. Um, dominant, ruthless, relentless. That was pretty much the perfect performance tonight. Um, probably difficult to pick your favourite of the four goals. They're all great goals. They were. 
Yeah, it was for sure the best performance we, we showed um, since I'm at Liverpool at Goodison. Um, we had some good games here, but we were never as good as tonight. And um, we're never as calm as tonight. We're never as convinced as tonight. Um, and that's why we won the game. Really happy about that. I mean, we run out of superlatives for Mo Salah after a while, but again tonight he was just unplayable. Not only him, but uh, of course him as well. So scoring these two goals, the first one was about a pass from Hendo, um, and the next one I don't the, the, for the third was his second goal. Who played that pass? Seamus Coleman. Put, yeah, but put um, Coleman under pressure. We saw a similar situation in the Chelsea United game. Even Jorginho, one of the best in the world, under pressure and a high ball is really tricky. Um, so when put that away, absolutely great. Jogo's goal, outstanding. Um, the performance of all of the boys um, was absolutely outstanding. Sadio, I thought, was in moments unplayable as well. So um, that was a re uh, just a good performance. Just one final question for me, Jurgen. And look, it's a Merseyside derby. They get very feisty, but there were... There were objects thrown. I think one fan was was taken out of the stadium. Virgil van Dijk seemed to be booed by the Everton fans as well. What did you make of the atmosphere tonight? I have nothing to say about the atmosphere in other stadiums. So that's it. Jamie, Carl Markham, and that will be the uh, the final hand we've got up at the moment. So Carl Markham for a couple. Hi, Jurgen. Um, Hi, Carl. Uh, an impressive performance from Jordan Henderson tonight. Your captain is, is chipping with a few goals as well, which was pleased you. That his all-round performance is, is still up there. Hendo was good. <laughs> but with his skill set, you should be good. So when you are, um, when you can train, when you can play, when you get rhythm, and then you are, have the quality of Hendo, then you will play good football games. And tonight, I think it was from him as well, the best performance at, at Goodison. So um, we had, obviously, since I'm at Liverpool, we had to learn these kind of games. We had to learn to play at, at, at Old Trafford. We had to learn to play at Goodison. Uh, and tonight we showed that we made a big step in our development, and that's really good. That doesn't mean anything for the future, but it shows us that, that this is now our benchmark. That's what we have to, 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 over, to, um, yeah, to reach now in each game when we play these kind of teams, because emotions are important football. We are a very emotional football team. But first and foremost, you need the right mood and mindset. And there's uh, emotion, good, but not the only important thing. Can I just ask why you think that was a, a, a step up for you? I know you said you talked about the emotion and stuff, but I mean, you you've, 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 you had bigger results than this elsewhere. Why was this one so much of a step up? Oh, look, the, 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 the two derbies for us um, against uh, Everton and United are big games. And we, we, we have to learn to 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 keep yourself calm and and, and, and and together if you want um, to play your best football because I told the boys uh, whatever happened in the past but to be 100% honest um, when I look back there was not one derby at Goodison where I thought wow that was a great game um, nearly perfect and um, so there's something there's a lot of space for improvement and um, I wanted us to be today really mature and really, yes, very aggressive, but in a football way. Um, um, angry as well, but in a football way. So in the situations when you can get balls back, when you have counter-pressing situations, you cannot do that without, without a bit of an anger and without a bit of a greed and all these kind of things. So you need that. But then there are moments when you just have to move and let the ball 
and pass the ball around their formation or through their formation. For that, you need a different mindset, and that's what we had tonight. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Start off with Jamie Weir from Starbucks. Hello. Good evening, Rafa. Can you hear me okay? Hi, good evening. Yes, I can hear you. Rafa, that's Everton's heaviest uh, home defeat in a Merseyside derby for nearly 40 years. You know this city. You know what the derby means to the fans. That will be a humiliating night for the Everton fans tonight, won't it? I think that everybody has to be disappointed and, uh, because we have lost and we have lost the derby. But um, we have lost because we made mistakes against a top side. So we have seen how much money Liverpool has been spending and how successful they have been in the last year. So it can happen if you don't do things right. And we didn't do things right. We made too many mistakes and we gave them the chance to score. And against any other team, maybe it will not be so bad against a top side with top class players. Then uh, you suffer and then you pay for that. What effect, Rafa, does it have on the players? What effect does it have on you as well? When fans are leaving after 20 minutes, when the players are getting booed off at half-time and at full-time, what effect does that have? As I say before, we are disappointed. Everybody can be disappointed. But what I remember is the team doing so well at the beginning and missing key players. Then now we have to go back and then we have to start winning to be sure that we have... uh, the confidence back and then uh, we can do at the level that we did it before so that is the reality so we were quite good we were losing players for injuries and now we need to be sure that these players are coming back and we have more competition in the team and then we can we can play at the level that we played before how do you get back to that early season form is it just hard work in the training ground as you said you know players will come back they've you, you've had a awful run of injuries recently but is it just getting those players back and and working hard? Yeah, that is the only way. In football, in life, uh, the only way to change things is uh, analyze what uh, is wrong and then trying to fix the problems and working hard to do it. So normally what you do is you see, you watch the video, you analyze the video with the players, you go to, to, to the pitch and then start working on the, the next uh, game, the game plan, and then correct the, the things that we're not doing well. But I will repeat that. So I have to take the positives. And the positive of this team is that at the beginning of the season, everybody was so happy with the team, the commitment, the way that we were playing and winning, that then we have to be sure that we go back to these uh, this, uh, first days. Gracias, Rafa. Nada, thank you. If anyone else has a question, if you please use the raise your hand button now. Phil Kirkbride. Um the game with Arsenal on Monday obviously is, is an important game. Um, are you concerned about the connection between the supporters and the team, given what happened tonight and the way the fans reacted? They're obviously very, very angry. Yeah, but I will say that fans were quite good, really good when we scored the goal. So uh, we played against a very good team and we had uh, we made the mistakes at the beginning. They scored two goals. But after we scored the goal, the team was... Um, reacting really well with the fans that were behind the team. We started the second half and the atmosphere was good. So I thought that uh, we have our chances because every everything was in place, the reaction of the players, the reaction of the fans. But then we made another mistake. So we can analyze the the final score and then we say we lost the game. But at the same time, 
the commitment of the players and the desire and the passion that they put on the pitch, you kind of question that. So I think it's important to to see that because they were doing this at the beginning and everybody was happy with uh, everyone. And now we need to come back to these uh, first days and uh, first games and the team was doing so well. Um, what's the situation with Rondon, Rafa? Does it look serious? Rondon, he was uh, working hard, to be fair. Today he was, uh, he was working really hard, was doing well, and then he felt his hamstrings. We need to wait and see what the, the features are saying. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Rafa. Uh, you mentioned the the commitment and effort of the players can't be faulted, but what about the quality of the players? I, I mean, the performance there tonight showed that the, they were outclassed by Liverpool. I think it's important to understand that. What you are expecting, when I came here, everybody was telling me the fans are expecting players that they will give everything. This group of players, they are working really hard, they are giving everything. Then after, you have to compare this team uh, missing three key players against other teams. So any team missing three key players uh, for a period of time, and especially the, the players that they were scoring goals, because we have been playing without uh, Calvert-Lewin and, and Richarlison for a while, and they were the top scorers last year. So if you are missing these players and you are making mistakes in defense, you can lose, you, you will lose games, like uh, we are losing already. Then the only way for us is to be sure that uh, we, we have these uh, players uh, coming back, that um, we recover mentally uh, because we, we have to do it. And we did it at the beginning. We did it well. Then we have to think about the positive of at the beginning and try not to make the same mistake that we are making already. Chris McCann, please. Rafa, you, you spoke there about Liverpool spending a lot of money, but Everton has spent a lot of money over the years. Do you think that that money has been spent in the wrong way to leave you with the current squad that you have now. And the difference is you are selling players and making a big profit and then you reinvest the money. That is what they did. And in our case, I say you cannot blame the owner for spending money. So I have been in, in Newcastle and they were not spending any money. And here the owner is spending money. You cannot blame him for that. Well, we have to be sure that the uh, we do what we have to do in our future, January, the next windows, uh, to improve uh, the team and not depending on just uh, two or three players like uh, could be at the moment. So the money has to be spent smarter, basically, than what it has been. In general, I think January is a difficult uh, window because there are not too many players available. But uh, when you have uh, money to spend, you have to be sure that uh, you're doing it properly. Thank you. Bye. Just Thank take, you. Uh, we'll just take one more from Carl Martin. Hi, Rafa. Hi. Do you, do you worry what this result means for you yourself? No, I think that uh, I am a professional and I have enough experience and I can see a team when it is uh, giving everything. So the commitment of the players is there. So you could see that against uh, Tottenham, uh, we were dominating Brentford, especially the second half. And uh, today, the reaction of the team was quite good. So we we have to analyze and separate what means commitment, desire, intensity, that we have all these things that is what you are expecting from anything. And after making the right decisions, like today we make uh, mistakes, or so, the accuracy in the final third that was missing against Brentford, but not 
about the the commitment of the players. So as a manager, is what you are expecting from your players to give everything on the pitch. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Really good victory for Liverpool and a very very comfortable victory. What I would say in the in the Merseyside derby. Um, Liverpool, the dominant side throughout, had a spell in which they invited Everton back into the game with some pieces of sloppy play. However, you'd always watch the game thinking that Liverpool could go into another gear and and pull away from Everton. I mean, even before what turned out to be the match-defining error from Seamus Coleman, Liverpool periods in the first half and second half should have put the game miles beyond doubt with the opportunities they had and the total domination of the game really but as long as a game goes on and percentage balls go into the the opposition half and whether it be a set play whatever it may be the game can also always be in the balance and obviously the longer it goes on it gets into the deep moments in the game then pressure will start to generate you would have imagined from Everton as the crowd and the players give it a last push. So, something to learn from in the fact that I feel that Liverpool, like some games this season, could have killed it earlier, and that has cost Liverpool at times this season. However, on this particular occasion, they were far too good for Everton. Over the course of the 90 minutes, I felt Everton were absolutely terrible. I mean, the one thing you would associate with Rafa Benitez is I felt he'd make it really difficult for Liverpool in terms of his distances and the compactness of his team. And from the outset, Everton were just all over the place, really, in terms of the, the space they were allowed Liverpool and not being able to put any kind of pressure on the ball. But then credit to Liverpool for an excellent performance in terms of in possession on a lot of occasions, making really good chances. And the amount of goals that Liverpool are scoring at this moment in time, I mean, well, they're making historic sort of feats in terms of the the numbers they're producing at this moment in time. And, I mean, you know, football is a complex game. There's a lot of strategies involved. It's almost like a chess game in and out of possession for the elite teams. However, if you break it down very simply, if you're fantastic in terms of the amount of players you have who can contribute to scoring goals, you are always going to be in in with a chance of winning a game if you've got elite finishes at the top end of the field. And that's what Liverpool have at this moment in time. Obviously, Liverpool have at this moment in time Mohamed Salah, who I don't think anyone would question, is currently performing as the best player in world football. And not just, I mean, I've, I've touched on this a number of times, so I won't go into it again, but not just in terms of his actual goal scoring, but his all-round game, his ability to threaten space in behind, his ability to travel with the ball. And also, I mean, there was a little pass in the first half. I think it was a reverse pass inside the penalty area to Jordan Henderson. It was just messy, like in the in the delivery and the timing of the pass to meet Henderson as the moving target. So in every possible way, he can hurt you, and that could be said about Liverpool's two other forwards at this moment in time and the Liverpool team in general, is they have so many attacking weapons to be able to hurt you in so many different ways. Whether it be Alexander Arnold's pinpoint accuracy in terms of passing or delivery into the final third. Robertson's overlaps to meet Manny's clever reverse passes and then also you've got Henderson as that sort of inside right interior player whose rotations with Salah and Alexander-Arnold are now really being well-timed, well-coordinated and it's just that side of the pitch in particular is just 
the the combinations in that area are causing a real problem for sides. And then obviously you have the forward players who I've discussed before are just so dangerous in so many ways, so direct, so focused on hurting the opposition within the penalty area. I think all of them have that real directness to the play. With Jota now coming in as a real killer inside that 18 yard box alongside obviously Salah and Manny and backed up by that double pivot when Henderson uh, goes on then then favour forward overlaps and joins the attack of Thiago and Fabinho who are so good in possession that they can just puncture through teams when they try and apply any pressure so it's a real armoury of different skill sets in the way Liverpool can hurt you and then obviously you've got the two centre-halves in Matip who's fantastic at travelling into midfield playing balls to break lines and Van Dijk who plays over longer distances if there is uh, opposed pressure from the opposition early in the build-up then Van Dijk can eliminate that with the longer pass so so many different ways Liverpool can get at the opposition and ultimately get into really good goal-scoring areas. And I think that's the thing about the Liverpool side. Every player within the side, whether they be a defender, midfield player or forward, have an attacking asset trait which lends itself to being able to not only defend without the ball, but also have so many different capacities in which to play forward. And you could even say that about the goalkeeper, really, who's also excellent in that capacity and having, you know, forward skill sets in terms of his delivery and forward thinking when he receives possession. So I think the big thing for now, for Liverpool, as I've said in the recent weeks, would be keeping as much as they possibly can that first eleven on the field to play on a week-in, week-out basis in the Premier League. If they can do that, I think they'll be as good as anyone and can... Can a massive, massive, massive amount of points total? I mean, there's only really the Firmino for Jota who would come in and not, for me, weaken the side. I think anyone else coming into that first eleven would weaken the side, not not massively, but to a degree. And then if you obviously lose your better players, who we know Liverpool are not going to be able to help that for a couple of games during the African Nations Cup, Liverpool have to navigate that period. But if they can keep all of these first 11 which complements each other so well both in and out of possession then I've got to imagine Liverpool hopefully will be there and they're about to come the end of the the Premier League season so a really fantastic performance from Liverpool tonight a comfortable victory in the end and one which over the last few weeks when they've backed up the West Ham defeat with really positive victories and accumulated a points total I felt that was vital after the negative outcomes in the three games prior to the international break of two draws, I think it was, and obviously the West Ham defeat. So that needs to carry on into Wolves. Hopefully they'll, the players will have recovered and be in a situation where they can feel the same eleven. Final thought, sorry, man of the match is the two men of the match in Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah. I don't think I could really pick between them. Henderson's performance, absolutely fantastic in that higher right-sided position. Some of his ability to play under opposed pressure when the ball comes into them in them higher areas and his ability to adapt from a deeper role when he's played there from Fabinho to the higher role where he takes on a more attacking version of himself is just fantastic flexibility, but also being able to execute it to an elite level. And Salah, just unbelievable player. And 
listen, that won't go into him anymore. I mean, just the fact that he just, the, the, the power, the pace to escape Coleman when that error was made, the ability to open up his body for the first finish, and just his overall threatening performance in every single game that he, he takes part in, means that he has, he could be the de- decisive player and is by far the best player in the Premier League in Liverpool. I'm lucky to have that and one which could hopefully prove the final. A really enjoyable 4-1 victory in the Merseyside derby there in Liverpool. Total dominance basically from the first minute to the last and the result was never really in doubt, was it? Even before kick-off Liverpool. The players, the fans, was really, really confident and it proved that way in the game, really. Liverpool, the first 30 to 35 minutes, played some absolutely wonderful football. Everton couldn't lay a glove on us, to be honest, and it was an absolute joy to watch. Some of the football was magnificent. Could have been one or two nil up in the first two or three minutes. Matip and Salah both had wonderful chances. Um, Salah had another chance a few minutes later. It was a decent save from Pickford, but... The first goal comes from some wonderful, like I say, wonderful passing football. Everton couldn't get near us. We were passing holes in them left, right and centre. And in the end, Hendo scored with an absolutely wonderful curling straight with his left foot into the bottom corner from a pullback from Robbo and it was nothing more than Liverpool deserved. And it continued that way throughout the first 20 minutes and Salah has got the second... And it's again a wonderful goal from Salah. Everything that we can say about Salah has been said. Absolute world, world class player. A ball from Henderson. There's still a bit to do. He's put it in the channel. But Salah's got it, opened his body up and absolutely top binned it with his left foot. Pickford, absolutely no chance. And at that point, Everton looked clueless and you were thinking this could be an absolute cricket score. And it continued for the next, like I say, 10 or 15 minutes. We, we passed holes in them left, right and centre. Jordan Henderson in that first half was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely run the, run the game, the tempo of the game. He controlled everything. We were pressing them high when they had the ball. Um, didn't give them any space whatsoever. And when we had the ball, like you say, we were moving it around so quickly they couldn't get near us and... 2-0 up, you're thinking this could be 4-5, 6-0 at this point. But Everton sort of dug in a little bit and maybe for the last 10 minutes of the second half, a little bit more grit, had a little bit more of the ball. Uh, Damari Gray was their best player, I think, throughout the game. He's the only one with a little bit of threat, a little bit of um, guile about him, was go- having a few runs at players and stuff. And, and it was Gray who got the, the, uh, the goal to get them sort of back into the game. Poor defender from Liverpool, really. Centre back's caught out of position. There's a ball in, and Gray's had a touch up. He's one on one. And he scored in the back in the game. Didn't really deserve it, Everton, but they got themselves back in the game, and, and that got the crowd back into it. Because up until then, we'd shut the crowd up, and like I say, we were thinking it was going to be a cricket score. So we go in 2 1. It was never really in doubt the result. We come out second half, and yet first five or ten minutes, Everton looked okay, but nothing more than that. Gray had another uh, few little bits and bobs, but I think Manny had a half decent chance. But again, that man Salas popped up with 
Another wonderful goal, capitalised on a mistake from Coleman. Coleman, I thought, looked absolutely woeful there the whole game. I thought Coleman had a shocking game, to be honest. Um, but Salah's nicked the ball off him the halfway line. Good strength and great composure just to roll the ball under Pickford. 3-1, game over. Liverpool in absolute cruise control. And from that point on, game was never in doubt. Everton basically give up at that point. We were, we were passing them to death. And it was just, a, we almost sort of eased up on them. Joss has ended up getting the fourth. Again, another wonderful strike. Four really, really good goals from Liverpool today. Uh, Jota got the ball in from Robbo, spun their defender and smashed the ball in their post. And it's ended up finishing 4-1. Like I say, I thought we probably took our foot off the gas the last 10-15 minutes and Showing a bit of mercy on Everton because they looked absolutely out on their feet. They were, they were, like I say, they were poor. Couldn't lay a, couldn't lay a glove on us really, and we controlled that game from start to finish. And it was never really in doubt the results. Like I say, Jordan Henderson for me, man of the match, head and shoulders above man of the match. Run everything in that game. Obviously, you've got to mention the likes of Salah, uh, Fabinho. I thought it was great. Um, Trent as usual self, but yeah. All in all, wonderful, wonderful night for, for all Reds there. 4-1 victory. We're flying high in the league. We're flying high in the Champions League. We've got League Cups to look forward to. We've got FA, We've got it all to look forward to. So we'll enjoy tonight. We put it to bed and then we go again at the weekend. I think it's Wolves away at the weekend. It'll be a tough test, but the form Liverpool are on. I'll fancy us to go there and get the job done. Come on, Liverpool. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.